You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. You're listening to the Josh Adams Podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Yes, yes, After Dark. I'm a different guy right now. Welcome, 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 people, to another episode of the Josh Adams Podcast. Uh, it is April the 27th, day 1,272 of the quarantine, and the beard is growing longer, the wisdom is coming with it, and I'm out here in my whole bag at the moment right now, you know what I'm saying, my whole my whole bag is different. Uh <clears throat> what up though what up though they, they heart me already i'm a heartthrob look at me i'm a heartthrob already i'm out here on my job shout out to freddie chico my guy down in atlanta by way of new york you know what i'm saying i'm not sure what borough but he went from one of them i'm out here looking like an abolitionist right now dog i out here i'm about to let this bang up what's in your bag in your bag in, um um in the zone you know what i'm saying like when jordan you know you, you hooping and you can't be you in your bag that's your bag. Come on now, Freddie, baby. You're not that old. You got to know. And you in Atlanta. Where that bag talk at? Where that bag talk at? But yeah, I'm out here doing my thing, boy. Looking like an abolitionist right here. I'm about to just let this little piece right here curl up. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, stand up. Brooklyn, stand up. But uh, yeah, man. Um, NFL draft just passed. A lot of crazy stuff. Joy Tiff, what's up, mama? Um, a lot of stuff happened crazy. And nigga, Detroit comedy is at, it at an all-time high again. Uh, niggas is beefing And I'm sure niggas is beefing in all comedy scenes I hate when people try to make anything specific to where they from Cause they ain't never been nowhere Niggas always be like man Oh what's up Alicia Bad mama, mama Jamma uh, My heart, my soul My backbone My fairy godmother in the game of comedy She's not even a comedian But she was right up against the game Like when I first came in the game She was with one of the uh, with one of the titans at, uh, at the time You know what I'm saying and um, she was like his right hand. She was his right hand and his left, low key. And when niggas didn't think I was funny, she was like, she was like, make sure you put Josh up. You know what I'm saying? I was new in the game. Nigga, comedy was something different. I had to figure my way through this shit. And uh, <clears throat> nigga, here we are, 20 years, not 20 years, 15, 16 years later. Now that comedy was a thing of the past. I am now a relic of the game. Now I'm sitting here talking about what it used to be like, nigga. Let me see. What up, though? I just smoked a blunt. You came on live just in time. Bet it up. Joy Tiff over there blowing. You can sing and still smoke marijuana. She's a, she's an example of that. But no, no, what I was finna say is, I hate when niggas be trying to talk about what's going on. Like, it's only specific. Like, niggas only do that in the D. You know what I'm saying? Niggas only do that in the woo-woo-woo. And that's only... Hey, what up, though, Frizzé? What up, though, uh, GQ? What's the deal, my guy? Niggas be going through shit everywhere, and that's the funny thing to me, dog. Like, niggas be loving the... Hey, bro, beer gang, all day. Niggas be loving to be like, oh, bro, no, it's just woo-woo-woo. No, it's like that everywhere. It is. And 
basically a comedian just went on a rant, probably one of the greatest rants of all time. I didn't get to watch it all because I wanted to hurry up and get on here and record. I'm going to find a way to put bits and pieces of it up, and I'm going to break it down. It's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Like T-Roy, that nigga went off, bro. I'm talking about for like an hour and a half just about fucking niggas and like fuck everybody in the comedy game. Niggas only booking women comedians because they want to fuck them. They booking niggas that ain't funny as me. These niggas say I steal jokes, but I don't steal jokes. But then the nigga said, but if I'm doing a joke better than you, nigga, maybe I didn't steal the joke. Maybe the joke was meant for me. And it's just... It was refreshing, nigga. Being at the crib ain't shit really popping. I'm like, fuck it, man. This is like my react. This is like my love and hip hop. But I'm just so close up on it. Like I know, the, I know where the bodies is buried. I know these people, and all this shit ain't true. I mean, if you go through it, who knows how much of it is true? It don't matter. It's this nigga opinion, and it's how you feel. And nigga, it's just entertaining to me, dog. And I don't think he has an Instagram. He an old school hustler, nigga. So he Facebook is probably about as far as he gonna go with it. But I wish he had one so he could come on here and we could just chop it up because I want to I want to talk that shit. I mean, Freddie. I mean, it is. It could possibly be some clown shit, but some niggas just get high and get to talking. You know what I'm saying? And and when and I say high, they high off their emotions. Like niggas, niggas tend to forget that emotions are tapped into some other shit. It's, it's hormones and shit tapped into that. Nigga, that's all getting high is. When you get high, it triggers something in you and releases different in, in, endorphins and fucking all that in you to get you to spaz and prime. What up? And niggas get high off emotions. Niggas be mad. Niggas be frustrated. And now that nigga all in his feelings. He in his, he, he in his bag emotionally talking real reckless. And it's just funny to me, man. And um, niggas brought it to my attention. And I try to steer away from that. Uh, what up, though, Joy? But uh, sometimes you just guys. I, sometimes I be thinking, God, be like nigga, no, I want you to go ahead and partake, and and then just nigga, stop being, you know, stop sitting back. Go ahead and get into it. You know, Freddie, I'm on my back. I'm in my bag. Sometimes I be talking crazy. I be thinking I I can say shit. I can say words in an order to where it sound like it make a lot of sense, nigga. But you know what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, dog. I was uh, that nigga was really going off, bro. And it's it's one of them things, man, where. It's funny that this Michael Jordan stuff is coming up now because it's funny this whole Michael Jordan thing. If y'all know what I'm talking about, uh, it's the Last Dance, and they just did the episode. Uh, they just did the episode where they was talking about the the bad boys, the Detroit Pistons back in uh, the the late '80s, the ones that was like, nigga, we won back to back or whatever, and Jordan could not fuck with us. And then he said, you know, you know the way we played basketball, we was bullies. And when, we, when I look at the game, we was on, we was some goons out there, nigga. We was knocking niggas around. That wasn't basketball, but nigga. At the time, that's how basketball was played. We was on the way out, but at that time, nigga, they was the best at what they was doing, and they beat y'all. But I'm just seeing the shit that's going on with, like, the relationship Isaiah and Jordan. And I talked about this last time, but it made it even more clear when I seen the episode recently. And um, sometimes you got to just sit back and be and be happy in the position you in and i kind of feel it some way and i mean i can even flip this over to what t-roy was was going on with t-roy you got to just be happy in the position you in my guy you know what i'm saying like you got to be happy with the position you in because a lot of people be mad let's just say jordan's per se isaiah mad at jordan because he won what jordan got but nigga did you do what jordan did to get where he God, like that a lot of times everybody want to be Jordan but they don't want to do what the fuck Jordan had to do to become Jordan and what that means is that could be working out that could be uh the sacrifice he put in at the gym you know what I'm saying or it could be the shit that he he straight up just don't have and it's like he could have sacrificed nigga his relationships family bad bitches uh 
a, a real lasting relationship. Like, we don't know what Jordan sacrificed to get what he got. We don't know how happy he is. Look at that nigga eyes. Burgundy on the inside. I've never seen a nigga eyes burgundy like that. That nigga eyes is uh, the same color as a plum around here. So we don't know what Jordan had to go through, though, Prime. You know, Isaiah, I got pictures of this nigga in a mean coat running around downtown Detroit fucking with the hoes. I don't think Isaiah Isaiah might have not done what Jordan did to be with Jordan at. That's all I'm saying. And that goes for everybody out there who hates on niggas that's in a position that they want to be in. You always got comments about niggas. Like comedians talk shit about Kevin Hart. You don't know what Kevin Hart did to get to where he got. These rap niggas, all these young niggas can't rap. You don't know what these niggas, okay, you don't think the nigga can rap, but he where he is and you ain't. The injury stopped him from the game. I don't think the injury stopped nobody. Jordan got hurt. A lot of niggas got hurt. Isaiah still one of the top probably five players. I mean, depending on where you put him at, but he one of the top people that ever played the game at his size. But it's reasons you where you at, and it's reasons Jordan is where he at. And at this point in time, nigga, you can't change history. Nigga, six rings, never lost. Uh... Uh, I mean, towards when when he was dominating, he never lost when it counted. I mean, he lost games. You're going to lose. It's 82 games. But the nigga, when it counted in the championships and he was there, he went 6-0. and And I really just think niggas have to stop worrying about everybody and focus on you and be happy in your situation, dog. That that come to you. That come in your relationships and all that shit. Like you over here worrying about what Jay Z and Beyonce got going on, and then you tripping about Lucci and Lil Wayne daughter while they ain't together. What's going on with you and yours, my nigga? You know what I'm saying, baby girl? Like what's up with you and yours? Like what's what's not right in your shit? Did you so worried about everybody else? These is goals. Be your own goals. Be happy with what's going on with you. You don't know what Jay-Z and Beyonce really got going on behind closed doors. I don't believe they be fucking. I'm going to say that, and I'm going to put that on board right now. I don't believe Beyonce like niggas for real like that. I don't think she like dick. I think she just like to sing and dance. I think Beyonce is in a, a maturity level of, and when I say maturity level, I think she like legit 14-year-old girl in her mind. She grown now, but I think she stuck in that place. Like I think she stuck. I don't think she... And I can all I can totally be wrong, nigga. Totally be wrong. But I just have this feeling about Beyonce that she just like she fine and all that, but I just think she just a motherfucker who just happened to grow up to be a big fine motherfucker. But I think she like 14, 15 in her head. Like I think the first thing you ask her, hey, if you get on the phone with Beyonce and you talking to her like, hey, yeah, so what's up with you? She got like, hey, what's your favorite color? Off top. What kind of cereal you like? I mean, Apple Jacks? Like that's what I, I I believe in my heart of hearts when I think about Beyonce. And if it's any Beyonce fans on here, hey, shout out to y'all. But I'm just taking it to a place of like Michael Jackson, tops. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? This is lady, leave your man at home. That nigga very crazy. Like I I just feel that way, man. I feel that way, and I, I I'm going off on a tangent. But I definitely do feel like people <clears throat> don't do what they can do. And they always mad at the next person because they feel like that if they was in that position. But you can't be in that position because you're not willing to do what you got to do to get there. You know, like right now, me personally, I'm not where I want to be because I didn't do what I was supposed to do when the time was there. It ain't over with yet, but the point is, I can't be mad at a nigga who's in a better situation than I am right now because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I, li I like taking the accountability for shit. 
You know what I mean? Like, I like to feel like, all right, nigga, I control what's going on. Of course, I got God, and I keep him first. But in reality, God give me opportunities. If I don't take advantage of him, nigga, then I got to sit around and be like, all right, damn. All right, cool. I got to I gotta keep doing I got to keep going. I got to keep making it make it make sense. And if you live like that, you ain't going to never, you can't never really feel no way. I can never be mad at a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? For getting something. Never. I can't never be mad at nobody for that. So it's like when when I see a situation of, like I said, the conversation that was being had over there on Facebook was my man was just mad. Nobody booking him. Nobody fucking with him. This, that, and the third. What up, Larry? Larry, I watched that video. It was the greatest shit I've ever seen, that T-Roy video. I ain't watched it all, but that nigga was going crazy. He was calling he called Mike Bonner a bubblehead motherfucker. He was going crazy. But <clears throat> my thing about that is this. Nigga, if niggas ain't booking you, then I'll create my own situation. Because it sounds like he was mad about the fact that because the comedians, in, the Detroit comedians, Detroit comedians, comedians in the city put a show together. It was called the 313 Quarantine Show, where it was all comedians from the city, of course, from 545 to like 11. Everybody had like a 15-minute slot. All the people that was slated to be on the show. He felt the way about not being on there. And he already knew he probably wasn't going to be on there because it's a bunch of reasons they don't put this nigga on shows. So they think he a joke thief. Some niggas probably don't respect him as a comedian. And then they just don't have, maybe they just don't have good relationships with him because the nigga, he moving away where he don't fuck with niggas. And I can respect the way that nigga move. That's how he moving. This nigga was heated bro like he was heated about the fact that he went on his show but there's nothing stopping him but now he gonna do it now the intent gonna be wrong he's gonna do this show now because the other show he felt like oh fuck them they ain't wanna do that I'm gonna do my own had he just been like alright they ain't doing the show they ain't fucking with me I'll do my own show you'll, you'll get a better result like nigga alright bet y'all wanna put me on y'all show it's nothing stopping y'all right now we all at the same we all at the same level dog we all at the same level Nigga said entertainer doing shows live on Instagram. We all at the same level, dog. So it's like if they doing the show, nigga, okay, they don't want to book. That's how I started doing comedy. Like, nigga, when I did comedy, I wanted more stage time or the little stage time I was getting. I wanted more time on stage. I started to put my own shows together independently with the help of my niggas. It, you don't have to wait on nobody. And the nigga, T-Roy, is a hustling nigga. But a lot of times niggas don't want to do that. Niggas don't want to hustle. Niggas just want to be like, hey, put me on the show. We get lazy. You get good at comedy, you get lazy. Like, nigga, me right now, I got scripts for days I'm right, And I'm going to keep saying that so when they do my unsung and I fall off, y'all can be like, nigga, you kept saying you had scripts and shit to be doing and writing jokes. Remember I say this. Like, comedy, once you get good at it, niggas put you on shows. They be like, what up, Tang? They be like, hey, what up? We want to put Josh on the show. All right, boom, boom, boom. So why do I have to put shows together if niggas going to book me? And then everybody gets that. And then, and then you know, you work hard, you get good at shit. Some niggas have a false sense of how good they really are. And then they get the mentality like, oh, niggas don't put me on shows. Because we either we cool or you should just put me on the show because I'm a comedian, nigga. And you look up and niggas ain't booking you. And now you mad because shows come and go because niggas don't promote. Niggas do comedy shows and they don't promote. They think the venue's supposed to give them money and put people in there when it's your job as the, the, the act to put niggas in there. Once you get a room, nigga, I hate that I'm even talking about this shit, but once you get a room, nigga, you the host and you're the promoter of the show. If you came to these people and said, unless they came to you, but even if they did come to you and say do a show here, nigga, why would you not try to promote a show? It's yours. If ain't nobody there, nigga, you gonna talk crazy and you gonna look crazy. People gonna, comedians gonna be like, nigga, ain't nobody here. Cause niggas is we lazy as comedians. Like nigga, we don't even want to tell people that fuck with us to come to a place to come fuck with us. But like I said, dog, niggas really be 
niggas be tripping, man. Like, we get lazy and we no longer want to go out and promote. Uh, T-Roy hit to a point where he was talking about comedians doing the same jokes. We don't want to write no more. Uh, and now when you do a show in a certain place, niggas know they got stock shit where they can they can break, break it down to a certain demographic. You know where you at. Okay, the east side over here, this what happened on the east. You know, on the west, this what happened on the west. Niggas have a stock set of improv. They can do a freestyle shit they can do and get off. Niggas is lazy, and the niggas that's winning is the niggas that's not lazy. And the niggas that ain't lazy ain't the funniest niggas. Their talent is in hustle. Their talent is in doing the work. Comedy is a science, and it's, and it's, it's science and it's magic. And when I say science, anybody can learn science. Anybody can figure out the format to become a good comedian. It's easy. It's not when I say it's easy, it takes hard work, though. It's like, all right, I can do these things and say these words and put these things together. It's a formula to be good at to to be good at comedy. To be like, all right, I can do comedy enough to get off and then pick up magic through through the process of osmosis by being around funny niggas. I pick up their style. I get to develop my own, my delivery. Uh, the way I pronounce shit, you know what I'm saying? But niggas, niggas don't get that. And then you be looking at a nigga like, you know what I mean? Niggas that's probably way more talented than certain niggas and be like, why this nigga better than me? Because he can put the work in. You know what I'm saying? And nigga, though, shout out to my nigga Ratch. He gonna put the work in. You know what I'm saying? A nigga gonna go out there and figure it out. And that's what it is. And that's what I'm trying to learn and apply them what I'm doing. Like, I always was willing to do the work. But now, nigga, I'm just to that phase where I'm a little lazy on these niggas. Yeah, 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 yeah. The magic. Some niggas just born with the magic. Some niggas got that thing. You know what I'm saying? And the magic is, is there. It's in, you can get in that bag. And, like, some niggas like me, who, nigga, oh, nigga, I'm a sorcerer with the shit. It's like, nigga, I got the magic. I can pull it. I can pull it and turn it on whenever I want to. I got to get back to that place where, nigga, you know what I'm saying? You out here making it happen. I've been going to your show since 2007. Never, ever, ever been disappointed. I appreciate that, Ratch. Because, I, I I mean, and, and that's why I always make sure when I do comedy, bro, you never know who who first time this is seeing you. Like, nigga, so you always want to be good. Like, I never want to do a show. And it don't matter how many people there. If it's one person there, if I've never seen this nigga, if it's their first time seeing me, I don't want them to be like, oh, I saw that nigga one time before. He was terrible. It was just me there. Because, nigga, this ain't no show. It's a conversation if it's just me and another nigga there. But, you know... Niggas don't be wanting to, niggas don't be, niggas be trying to cop out and you're supposed to put on the best show possible. <laughs> but I, I I just been noticing that, dog. Like, niggas be wanting to get stuff without really putting in the work. And that's just what it come down to. Like, you know, you may be thinking you're working hard, but you're not. Especially if you're doing the same shit you was doing last year. Nigga, I lay down and think that every night, nigga, and, I, and, 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 and it pissed me off. Like, nigga, I had so many one-on-ones with myself. Like, nigga, you know, you know where near where you want to be, where you should be. And I know that make you sick to your stomach. I know that make you sick to your stomach. Nigga, I be sitting looking up like, yeah, nigga, I be on all bullshit. I do a whole other shit than now. Then back in the day, like, nigga. And I call myself on it. And that's what I'm cool with. Like, nigga, I'm a, I'm a always, I'm a, I'm a toughest critic. I don't think I'm shit. That's why when they nigga give me a compliment, bro, I brush it off. Because I'm scared to too get, I, I'm scared to get too deep into that bag to be like, <clears throat> start believing my own hype Cause when you start believing your own hype nigga You fall like a rock nigga A whole rock nigga I'm Telling you This nigga Kari came here I'm glad I kept the one earphone on nigga Cause it's just me and this nigga in here Kari houses He got one of these old houses nigga So you don't hear shit till the nigga at the door 
And, nigga, I'm in here dolo by myself, pouring my heart out into my live, nigga. All right, go ahead and set yourself up. Yeah, Corey Frazier in the building, my nigga. All right. Bam. We back on and popping. What's up? Uh, we had to pause for the calls to bring my guy through. Uh, Corey Frazier, what's up, man? What's happening? What's happening? Nothing, man. Chilling here. Uh, I wish you could have seen this live, bro, that uh, what's my call it just did? Uh, you getting boosy over here or something? Uh, I should, because this get that's what the <laughs> shit that's working, nigga, because put it like this. You know T-Roy, right? Yeah, yeah. T-Roy, hustling ass nigga, working the plan, but he do mm-hmm. comedy. Mm-hmm. Man, this nigga went on a rant live, nigga, like, and he was going off on all the comedians, like, fuck these niggas. They say I steal jokes. Wow. They trying to blackball me. I'm funnier. I've, I've heard that about, uh, I've, I've heard that said from other people. I, I'm unsure. I, I don't know where this goes on. You know, we've had this conversation before. Like, sometimes comedians have jokes where it's certain premises. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I've seen straight up, like, damn, that's my man Joe. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you take the soul of a nigga shit, you're a terrible nigga. Have I seen him do that? I don't know, but I have seen him do jokes. Might have been in the nigga sell fake cologne, so he sell cologne that's inspired Hilarious. by Creed. So it's like his <laughs> jokes sometimes be inspired by another nigga. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like you can be like, you know, uh, I've seen that often, like where it'll be a, a, an alternative spin on something that you know people would be coming to. Like right now, all the Corona jokes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of people. Or, I mean, nowadays, you competing, it's so weird because you, you competing against people that make memes. Yep. You competing against just Instagram comedians. And stand ups. Com- yeah, and stand ups. And all nigga, ain't nothing hurt. So, don't nothing hurt more than when you see a nigga do a meme. Yeah. And you, you see a meme, like, nigga, I just did a joke. It make me not want to do the joke no more because I don't want a nigga to think I stole it from a meme. And, like, with this whole, you know, you can, I guess, disinfect yourself for the coronavirus with bleach or whatever. So it's going to be all types of jokes about, like, you know what I'm saying? I was trying this Kool-Aid bleach. Now, that joke and that premise is going to be out there for a whole lot of people. So whoever said it first, I guess you could be like, damn, they stole it from me. But it's like. It's so weird. So he he went on a whole rant, nigga. I'm going to send it to you. It's on Facebook. And mm-hmm. I was like, he was just going off on who wow. ain't funny and niggas ain't booking him. And wow. He was almost like on some uh, airing shit out shit. Bro. And I mean, went off. But then the next day he did another video. I mean, then niggas kind of calmed down. So I don't know if he okay. was high drunk or mad or whatever. But he was like, I mean, I'm going to stand on a lot of shit I said, but a lot of shit he kind of backed up from. But man, I feel it. Fuck it, nigga. Hey, T-Roy, fuck the game at this point, nigga. Go off and talk Hilarious. your shit. Because, nigga, I'm about, uh, I'm about another... Uh, Fucking uh, quarantine extension away from going off myself, nigga. Hilarious. They so pushed this who you going off on? Nigga, the game. The game, these hoes, everybody, nigga. Everybody okay. can get it, nigga. I'm going to go off on this bitch and I'm going to do it on live. But you know Hilarious. why I'm going to do it? Because y'all niggas only pay attention when this kind of shit happens. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking negative. It's a, I'm guaranteeing you, dog, it's like a someone here to detect negativity and then they yeah. start shooting your shit off to everybody, nigga, because I can yeah. be on here like inspiring and saying the beautiful shit in the world and they be like, yeah, everybody <laughs> can't see this bitch. But as soon as I be on here like, man, fuck this nigga, man, let me tell you what this nigga did. No, 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 no. And they all up under here and they let me have bitches twerking up under here, nigga, and we in here going crazy, nigga, this bitch will be live. Well, I, I definitely am necessarily not here for the uh, boosie hour of the Josh Adams podcast, but... 
fuck it, man. There's definitely an audience for that, I'm sure. Let's release the motherfucking unre- uh, the, the shit we got over here, nigga. Oh, the unrelease shows? Let's nah, release the unreleased shit right you here. You don't want that. You don't want the unreleased shows. What's up, Bev? We got two amazing vocalists on here. We got Bev on here. We got Alex Way. Fuck it, then. I'm about to tap them both in right now. We finna, we finna have that's a concert. What's up. Nah, I'm finna do that's, like that. I was gonna say, that's what's up. Bev Love? Yeah, Bev. I'm oh, shout hear. out to her. She can sing her ass off. Alex Way as well. Uh, you know. I, I think I cut into both of them and they, and they both hold me. <laughs> they hit you with the spin move. You what know, spin move around. did they hit you? What spin Man, move did they hit knows? you with? A little show, you know, a little shoulder pat on the back or whatever. I think I cut into both of them because I love singers. Because usually it'll be like you'll get the number and then they'll spin you after the fact. Nah. And they'll, they'll go, you know. They let me know exactly what time it was. Away. They let me know exactly what time it was. They In like, that same zone, I don't know if Alex Way's still listening. I met her through this cat. Mm-hmm. And I met her through a dude that was like, oh, you want a vocalist on a song? You want a vocalist on a song? And then I was like, yeah. And he was like, yo, you need to work with her. This is back when she was at Wayne State. Okay. And um, she may be able to tell more of the story, but she did like one hook for me, then did another hook. By the time she did the third hook for me, it was maybe a month's past. And I was like, yo, what's up with old boy? I ain't hollering in a minute. She was like, he came out the bag, like on some creep shit. So uh, I know Alex is sitting there maybe cracking up at this whole story, but Alex, is this like, true? Between Alex, tap in right between now. Between the 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 her singing the first chorus and the last chorus she sung, he was on some um She said, Yeah, I remember hands that. off. Tap in, Alex. I don't care if you're he was on some did. hands off uh um he was crossing the line and shit. He w- he was uh he would have been human resource. So I was like, damn, for real? I ain't even think he I ain't even and, and the way Alex, this dude was cut. Alex said, Why we exposing her? Exposing her or him? Her. She's someone y'all exposing me. Girl, come on with the bullshit. Look. I said, give me five minutes. Go ahead. Keep talking about it, though. And and the way this dude was cut, you just ain't think that he was cutting in like that. Because this was like one of them dudes <laughs> that was like heavy in the church, uh, like sung in like multiple choirs, like nasty. sung like, you know, you know, like that, uh, like almost like the 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 Harlem Boys Choir where like it'd be like the Negro spiritual where they'd be like, oh, 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 you know, that yeah, singing. Nigga. Where it's like you just ain't thinking that they, you know what I'm saying, going wild like that. But niggas out here tripping. Wild boy behavior, man. Hey, man, wild boy behavior don't care who do it nigga it don't matter if you in the church <laughs> or you or you a homeless nigga at the shelter niggas gonna be wild because it's time to be that way and I'm, I'm trying to tell you nigga you I, you gotta be cool sometimes bro like just cutting in the motherfuckers the way niggas be cutting into people like like I was telling like I was here talking about we were just talking in general like yeah. about the bad boys and I was talking about Isaiah that's point. why I that's what I really when I called you I was like I definitely got to defend Isaiah and my bad boy Pistons because they get a horrible rap and as a strong strong that's my favorite sports team ever the Pistons because like I was that telling niggas bad boy era Pistons nigga, the, the reason is like you take every city take on the personality of his most famous franchise and nigga Detroit I, I was remembering and listening to yeah. when you said that yeah like so Detroit the bad boy Pistons you was going in on people's fashion trends back then too yeah so everybody is going to be like alright nigga bad boys like that's the vibe we give off but I think it get to a point right now with Jordan and Isaiah Isaiah gotta just be like nigga you won't never be Jordan like nigga you have to understand that and be like alright cool and I just think Isaiah not happy with what he his position in the game Okay, now I I have a couple critiques about that. First off, the NBA basically handed the league to MJ. Now you can't hand nobody the league. Nigga. They did. You can't hand now, nobody the league. When I say hand him the league, he was killing, bro. MJ was killing. Yeah. But also Dominique was killing. 
uh, Barkley was coming up, but MJ was in a hell of a city. Uh, but none of the niggas was changed, as good as Jordan. But okay, at, here we go. You a Steelers fan? I'm a Steelers fan. Real niggas, right? Right. And we saw this long run from the Patriots, mm-hmm. and we kept seeing rules being changed for Tom Brady and Peyton Manning mm-hmm. every year, where you could be less defensive. Same things was happening. It really happened to the Pistons with the Bad Boys, and it came back and happened with the Pistons with. Uh, with the Larry Brown, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace squad, but you too. couldn't play that game, nigga. You can't play that game. Like, like put it like this. I never really sat back and watched Jordan. The way they put this documentary made me be like, oh, it's, nobody ever been as good as this. Nobody's ever been as good as something as Jordan has been in basketball. And then when you show how the Pistons, them niggas was knocking niggas down. They, they Wait, basically rule was like, when Jordan the, go in the air, we gonna knock this nigga on the ground. But let's put it like this: the 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 NBA then was a more physical game for everywhere. It wasn't like, gonna stay that know, way. Like right now, Carl. Like Isaiah still has like two scars and like a broken uh, a, a broken faceplate because of what Carl Malone did to him. Like it was an but aggressive was, game, but bro. this was after though, right? Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson would like almost like first tip when Isaiah against in that first finals when they played each other. Magic Johnson elbowed the hell out of Isaiah. But who started it? You gotta understand, like that was Pistons saying, brand but of that basketball. That wasn't even Pistons. But I'm you saying had to this was play that before way to Pistons. play the Pistons, nigga. But I'm saying this was before the Pistons. Meaning like that was basketball was so much more aggressive, and that's how they was beating up Isaiah all the time. Isaiah was. He was Iverson 1.0 He was a nigga from Chicago. He was Iverson 1.0 to me as far as pound for pound, still being able to hit the lane, drive in there, and play an an attack mode basketball. The league really didn't want to see him. Yeah, score first point guard. Yeah, a little nigga was dominant. And they really didn't want to see him as a star. You know what I'm saying? But he... He touched on so many other things. And then other comments, uh, the Larry Bird comment from... What was the Larry Bird comment? Well, Dennis Rodman said Larry Bird ain't that good. He just gets credit because he white. And when Dennis Rodman said that, the the next thing media did, they went right over to Isaiah and said, what do you think about this? And then Isaiah... He got a ride for his nigga. You already see what happened. Yeah, he got a ride for his nigga. But it's like... Yeah, I get that, but it's like nigga. For one, I, Larry Bird can hoop his ass off. All right, he can. He can. Alex Wade tapping in. Let's let's see what this about. Oh man, I'm hopefully she can hear you good. Alex, what up though? Boom boom. Right now, uh, we going live with one of the one of the most amazing vocalists. Yep. Yep. Uh, songwriters. Yeah. Uh, player of all instruments. Uh, Alex Wade. What's the deal? She put a hat on. Hey. Look, cause I just came back from the store. That's why I needed five minutes. Oh, what you what come? Was you shoplifting? Like, what you mean? Why did it have to be all that? You mask up. That's the main thing. No, cause my hair get cold. You know, y'all know I got short hair. Oh, she said her hair get cold out here. Okay. So, Alex Way, is it true that you spent some nigga turn you down? Is that me or you? Let me see here. Is it true that you uh spent some nigga that was in the choir at the with the Harlem Boys choir that Kari said he tried to cut into you? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember the guy. Like, I don't remember exactly who he's talking about. I'm not about to put his I name out there. Because I don't remember that. Man, let's do it. Put that nigga name out here. I remember being at his nah. studio. So what did Dwayne do to you? <laughs> <laughs> I remember being at Kari's studio. Okay. I think I know who he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I think I know who he's talking about. But what happened, Alex? What? Okay, so... You was doing a song, Kari, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was on the hook. She did how yeah. many verses? She did it, it was it was three songs. So she did the first two okay. one day, and then almost like two months later, she came back, did the other. And I was like, yo, what's yeah. up with old boy? Mm-hmm. And she was like, mm-mm. 
no dice. So, so <laughs> and then she made it seem like I he out really here on some creep remember. shit. And I was like, what? So, Alex, he invited you to record at Junior's bachelor party, basically. <laughs> and my nigga was like, what's up? You came in the booth like, what's it going probably... on? Oh, no. I do remember. What I happened? remember. All right. So, dang. He, he, okay. So, basically, he tried to set up... <sighs> I think this is. I think that's what he's talking about. I don't want to mention the name. Which one of the wines was it? Hilarious. It was. It wasn't the wines. <laughs> but I think he tried to make it. I think it. I think he tried to make it seem like we were about to work on something. And pull and his dick out. Really, I beat his ass. What he do? No, no, he didn't do that. But I think he disguised <laughs> it as work, and it really wasn't about work. Kari, man, you got to stop. I, but see, that's the but, thing you don't be knowing dudes is, and this is the weird thing because women will tell you about a dude that you n- sort of know and they'll tell you they did some creep shit I got homeboys that's real close to me where women be like hey you know my man cut into me like that and you be like what wow and then you yeah. go back and tell your homeboy and then they be like no oh, man she lying how he set the mood up uh, so y'all in there <laughs> Alex and what happened you got your you know what I'm saying what you got going on you got your you got your violin now he like no I got something else you can play it with <laughs> she's like wait a minute I, I can't hear the sing and that's it <laughs> okay wait can, can you text me the name so I know I think I know who I'm talking about yeah 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 alright yeah. he finna text you the name and hit us right All back right. this nigga okay. starting shit man fuck it let's go here tonight nigga man. tell them niggas about time you shot some niggas on that, ra- on that raffle <laughs> I talk, I'm like, what you talking about? Oh, okay. Now nah, I remember what you talking Come about. Come on, man. No, nah, we ain't got to do that. I don't want to ruin your name out here in these streets. Man, like I said, bro, go ahead. You was going to say, what about Jordan? What up, T-Mo? T-Mo. Niggas in here talking about the rule changes. Man, I think them niggas played a style of basketball that was being grandfathered out. Not grandfathered out, but nigga, it was going on right. It was obsolete, nigga. Athletes was getting better. Jordan, they were like, niggas want to see niggas dunk. They don't want to watch Bill and Beer body slam niggas. We can watch Hulk Hogan if we want to see that, nigga. Well, I I look at it like, this is the other thing. It's sort of like the Raiders and everything and how the Raiders play. They look at it like it took no, it it wasn't a reason like that. It was still reasoning behind it. Like, um, here we go. You you played football before, Mm -hmm. right? Alex tapped in. Let's right. just get this over with real fast because I want to know. All right, back here we are exposing niggas. We have the name. It was, go ahead, Alex. It was Kwame Kilpatrick's youngest son. Hilarious. No, I'm playing. Okay, I remember exactly who it was. Now, okay, now I know. Okay, I remember now. So, so wait a minute. You had more cases when niggas was on some creep shit at a studio? Yeah. Oh, I thought she hung up. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Like it happens more often than it doesn't happen. Wow. Like our niggas yeah. is creepy. Okay, but, so, so this one nigga in particular, this creep we talking about, Wanye from Boys the <laughs> Men. All right. So okay, look, we went to college together, and we had a class together. And he told me he wanted to study together. So I said, okay. Like we met up in the practice room. <laughs> you should like, see. You should <laughs> see Josh's face wait right a minute, now. <laughs> wait. Wait, we met in the practice rooms, not like at somebody's place. Hey, Melanie. Okay, so it was in the practice room. And, like, that was cool. <clears throat> and then, dang, I don't even want to tell y'all all of it. Okay, so 
Telling then shit. one day, it's okay. You, we, we, we support you. You family. We got you. I, I told, I told Kari the full story. Okay, so you did. Okay, if you did, it's like I just remember snippets of like, damn, he on some creep shit. But tell the whole story because you may be warning other women to look out for this behavior. Because I like how you did my that. Man, Way to spin it. He said the way you spin Way to spin this messy shit into something. Like he like, no, because this gonna help other women not be fucked over like this. This is a girl right now in the practice room with a nigga. It could be. It could be. But seriously, cause cause I had no like it blindsided me. So he was a nigga like you would have never thought. You had no, no clue that he was cut no, like that. No. Like a nigga, a regular nigga, he no like Darius. Like, I thought we no, were no, just No, no, no. As in, as in the comedian Darius? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Darius is cut like wild boy But behavior. that's what I'm saying. It, it was yeah, almost yeah. like blew your mind like, you wild like this? Like, like, like basically, he, it was like, it would be like Dez. Okay. You know? All right, go ahead, Alex. I understand now. We all have context. He, I would say his personality is a little bit similar to Desmond's too. Like, yeah, I see that. But like, there's a trifling nigga though. Wait, no, 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 no. no. I'm waiting to expose that nigga. (laughs) No, 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 not like that. I would need, I would need hella receipts. I need to see video. I need, uh, I would need another eyewitness. I would need a lot of receipts. Y'all put a lot of faith in these niggas. I, I got daughters. I don't trust none of these nasty niggas, cuz. Not like, no, I don't think it would be like that. Like he, all right, so. Come on, boom. Okay, so he uh, texted me one time to ask to come to my apartment. I was just like, no, nah, you know, like, why would we? Why would you come to my apartment? And so he Because <laughs> how I'm going to get that pussy if I don't get to you? You know what I'm saying? That's what you're <laughs> no, thinking. Go ahead. He wasn't getting nothing. That's why I said, well, why would you need to come to my apartment? All right. And he basically, okay, oh, my God, he asked if I if he if I minded if he touched my leg <laughs> and I was like yeah I will mind like I would definitely mind and he I ain't gonna say all that he said but it was weird the nigga it name ain't out here what was the okay after he touched your leg and you was like what you he didn't like, touch my leg so, 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 so after, after that what up though JB after that after he say hey can I touch your leg where do he go from there to take it creepier like well I mean what do he say after that like what do you mean Alex this is Detroit after dark oh, during the quarantine <laughs> come All on man. Right. <laughs> Oh my god! I believe until like three other people this story. Um, and now you tell it nah, because it's only so, okay. Nah. The real, so, the real, okay. The real thing he said was, "Do you mind if I touch your thigh?" That's what it was. That's what he said. That's why it was creepy. Like who asks? Like I don't know. That's weird to me. But and then, um, and then so I said like, no. He asked me would I be uncomfortable with that, and I said yes, I'll be very uncomfortable with that. I don't see why you feel comfortable enough to ask me something like Anytime that. Anytime a nigga use words and, so and verbs like, like uncomfortable and shit like that, real real HR department vocabulary, he'll work, he'll weirdo. That's the type of nigga like piss in my mouth. That's the type of nigga to say shit like that. But that make you uncomfortable. I, that's why I'm saying it was weird. That's why I, I said I it was think, weird. I've never had somebody like I've never seen somebody ask for consent. I've never had somebody to say something like thought. that. I've never heard no shit like that, dog. What nah. you drinking, nigga? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, my bad. So after you after you said can he suck on your thigh, you was like, go ahead. 
Yeah. Suck on your thigh. <laughs> Josh always taking it to level 10. <laughs> Damn, her signal went out. Nah, it looked like she let the yeah. nigga. So, no, go ahead. Go, my bad. Go ahead, tell your side of the story because we already know this nigga's actually here I mean, right now. Come on in, my nigga. <laughs> That'd be crazy as hell. She gonna hang up. Hey, this nigga ain't no here. You already know who that nigga is. You <laughs> like, now let me tell my I mean, side. I'll, I'll, let me I'll, tell I'll, my side. <laughs> No, go ahead. Well, what he said what is that he thought that there was a vibe there that he had picked up. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, well, like, how and when? Like, I never, you know, gave you that. And I, um, so I just basically told him, like, don't text my phone again. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. To me, that was creepy. I thought it, that was creepy, too. Yeah. Well, was it creepy because he's not attractive to you? Gotcha. No, he was attractive. Oh, he's an attractive because- dude? Show me a picture of the nigga. Nah, he was. He was cool. He was, he was cool, but I just what didn't like him like that. Oh, was it was was it because was you not attracted to him because he had that church boy vibe and then out of nowhere he kind of just flipped into Wesley? Nah, Pike. he didn't have a church boy vibe to me. Oh, see, Car, you had me paint. Uh, see, this is crazy, dog. Niggas is wild out here. Well, uh, after Car told, <laughs> after Car told you what? See, y'all got some secret shit. We on here live. Hey, you want to put a mask on and come back and that way you ain't. Incriminating yourself, cause I want this. I want the full expose. <laughs> cause, it, cause this shit go far. This shit gonna blow up. I like mean, he's gonna be like, Kreskri Grant winner was uh held hostage by a man. No, don't say that. Don't say that. This nigga said, "Does that make you uncomfortable?" I've never asked a girl if anything made her uncomfortable. I just did it, and she said, "Stop." I knew. That's regular wild That's boy what- shit. Or you do like a check-in at the most, but it's like you don't ask. Bef- like we had never even hung out on a non like study basis. Oh, so like anytime that. I saw him, it was because we were studying for class, and that was it. Like we never talked about anything besides class. That's why I was confused as to where it came from. You got to get that drink in her, and then you already know. Then at that point in time, you know what I'm saying? That's how Kari played. Hilarious. What if he just touched her instead? That nigga tripping. But all right, oh Alex. <laughs> Thank you, Alex, for calling in. You been good? I would have, nah. <laughs> I've been good. You know, staying quarantine, trying to do stuff to stay busy. Cool. I mean, you got I've some. Been. You, I've been chilling, trying to keep it all in in um, perspective. You got any music some people can look forward to? Like, what's going on? I know you're sitting around. You're a creative. I, I'm working on it. I ain't gonna lie, I'm taking my time with it. So Do I'm that. working on it. It's ain't, it's not ready right now, but I definitely have some stuff I've been working on. I'm remixing like a couple of songs I've already like um, let out just because like before the production mm-hmm. wasn't always the best. So I want to do like a radio ready version of some stuff. Okay. And, like I've been doing like my own. I guess production and that I'm not good at that, so it's taking me a minute. And to now like you got all the time. Now you got the time to sit down and get better at it. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Well, when you got it and you got anything you want to come on here, I don't be doing shit. I go live when I go live and we can premiere some shit here. You know what I'm saying? You'll do that? All right. Yeah, that's cool. I'm good with that. All right, bet, Al. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, mama. All right. No problem. I'll see y'all later. All right. That's crazy, Car. You wild as hell for setting her up like that. Setting her up like that. Yeah, <laughs> not after dark. Yeah, boom, nigga, what up? Come hot, come through the studio, nigga, or just hit me right here, nigga. Nigga, boom. Yeah, nigga, like I said, oh, he want to come talk about them pistons and shit. All right, listen, 
I don't fuck with Jordan and bipartisan being from the crib, I kind of don't like him. For one, my dad was a Laker fan, so I think Magic is way colder than him to me personally. <clears throat> but then it's like being from Detroit, I, I got that that bias, like fuck Jordan Pippen and all anything love over there. You know what I'm saying? But Well, let me say this. For me, it's definitely fuck Pippen. Jordan, I respect his talent and everything. Fuck Pippen, though. Why you say fuck Pip? Oh, man, on so many levels, dude. On so many levels. But, uh... First off, Migraine Games, he was one of the dudes that just explicitly on the Dream Team documentary said, fuck Isaiah, so fuck Pippen. Um, <laughs> and this is personal. Uh, the first $100 bet I ever set in my life was that damn Blazers team versus the Lakers. All I needed was, shit, 14 points from Pippen. Pippen ain't show up for shit in that goddamn game. Game seven, and it's like Kobe Bryant, like 19 years old, checking him. He can't do shit against him. He was you telling 40, me he though. a fifty year great, a fifty greatest player. He was. Probably no, he wasn't no not damn at forty the time. at the time. Not at the, I mean, at the time he was. He was. He probably wasn't as good as he, he was. was like when 30, he was. 34 year old Pippen should be able to take it to nineteen year old Kobe. Nah, should not be able to. That young nigga was hooping. Thirty four year old Jordan was taking it to, uh, uh, you know, twenty two year old Iverson. I don't know about all that, dog. Jordan was when? Well, Jordan thirty four. What was he at? He was still with the Bulls. Yeah, like that was like almost like his last season. Um, we talking about two different type of niggas though. But exactly, that's why I say fuck Pippen. Yeah, you can say that. Everybody ain't Jordan though. So I, 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 I think personally, niggas Isaiah got a, a real thing. He went and tried to get the Knicks job. He tried to do whatever he could to be more, and he just can never get out of Jordan's I, shadow. I and I think, think that bothers him to his soul. Okay, that, now I give you that, but I mean them business opportunities that he had. And I mean he would have been here for the Pistons, but that Bill Davidson relationship was shattered. Um, you know, and Isaiah just following Isaiah and so many of the things, you know, connected as a Piston fan. Like it it was a reasoning to it. And like I was saying, like playing aggressive basketball, it's it's still a strategy. People make it seem like you just punching people in the face because that's what the Knicks, that's what the nineties Knicks did with Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley, mm-hmm. and um but what does that have to do with basketball? What I'm trying to tell you is the the way the Pistons did it, it was dealing with basketball. Knocking because niggas out was, the air yeah, when wait, they, they couldn't stop a nigga Because from it was a certain way that the the way they would, it would cause you to flinch. It's that time. It's that, that thought process. And they were still good enough to spread the basketball out. Because there was a lot of other teams that was just aggressive knocking you the fuck out. But... They wasn't getting no rings. That's all I'm saying. Other teams could was doing the same thing the Pistons was doing, but they wasn't winning rings. So what I'm saying is the way the Pistons did it still took strategy. It, it's it's the you know like I say you play football. It's like you jam somebody up at the line. You jam a receiver. You used to be able to jam a receiver at the you line. You still can. A you can still bit. put your hands on them, but you can't you can't bit. ride them at the five yards, and you can't push them behind. But that's football. It's a physical sport where but you actually hit people. At the time, it could be a strategy to play more physical. And in mm. actuality, in, in today's basketball, depending upon the team, but LeBron, as he's gotten older, plays a more physical style of basketball too, especially in the post, backing down, and different things like that. Yeah, so man, but knocking niggas out the air, bro, that shit was a little wild, my dog. But it was the What's style up, e? of the game. It was the way of the game was played back then it was they make it seem like the pistons was just the most reckless of it well they was the best at it. like you said they won so it was like nigga whoever do it the most successful is like oh well they ruining basketball because they winning like this but but everyone else was still the celtics were but it just was looked at differently because it's larry bird i mean robert Parrish has a play where he specifically went and knocked bill lambeer out cold 
And they even say how it goes. Bill Lambert was knocked out for like five seconds unconscious. He woke up and said his parish kicked out the game. Come on, let's keep playing the game. Hmm. Man, them niggas was out there fooling them, bro. I I mean, I heard about all that shit, but it was like, it's one of them things in my head, dog. Dr. J and Larry Bird used to go at it like a motherfucker. You was able to scrap. I mean, that's after the play shit, but it's like, nigga. But no, I'm saying, like, even the physical, during the game, Dr. J and Larry Bird, elbows, shoulder hits, you know? I mean, they was talking shit about... Um, my nigga, he you know, said the Pistons were not the originators or more brutal than the Bucks or Celtics at the time. Yeah, the Bucks was the, the Bucks was aggressive too. I mean, it, when you think about uh, like in today's NBA, I say like some of the most aggressive guys are like you know Patrick Beverly. Some yeah. of the best defenders are going to be more aggressive. Tony Allen, yeah, niggas like that who play D, they're going to be all in your face. They're going to be in your face, but then you know they're going to trip you up a little bit. You know, you gonna hit, you gonna hit a shoulder when you go past. But them. it shows you can still play aggressive without knocking a nigga out but of the mid still, air, hitting the ground. But that that was in play then. That was in play because what if what if Jordan fell and broke his face open and died? It could have. I mean, hey, it, that's the risk you take playing a physical sport, nigga. A physical sport. I'm playing basketball now. If you get hit in football, get it. You could possibly die. Basketball Hockey, is a physical sport. Baseball, but it's like basketball, nigga. Like that's the sport. It's like, nigga. All right, I get it. You block a shot, you catch me a little bow. But nigga, don't knock me out the air. You can't even put your foot under, nigga, because you'll fuck around and twist a nigga ankle. When the last time you played street ball? Not been been a minute. Exactly. I mean, nowadays because these young kids they gonna ball. be hitting they gonna be hitting threes all day. But you start banging in the paint on a twenty one game, you you gonna catch a bow or two. That's street ball though, nigga. <laughs> but it's still basketball. Mm-mm. You don't do that shit, dog. I I kind of got all that. I mean, put it like this: the game was changing. It was it, yeah, it, it had to change to get it to has. a better place. Pat Bev is not has. gonna intimidate or hurt anybody. He never survived the '80s physicality. Look, so you got. Uh, as far as he, I mean, it's it's messed up. Like right now, he may be the most uh, physical nigga, most physical defender ever. And Rudy Gobert, as he stopped the whole league. Oh, my man, but uh, super Rudy aggressive. Met world peace. I mean, when he was in the league, but Rudy Gobert bang with you. Um, and oh. obviously, obviously, Joel and B used to bang with like hell with Andre Drummond. Yeah, he ain't want none of that. And he was banging with him. Giannis, the way that Giannis is playing right now, mm-hmm. he'll bang with you. You ain't trying to go, you ain't trying to be in the lane for that. Really, LeBron himself. I mean, that's all, you know. But I get but all muscle. that aggressive going to the basket, post work, uh, in the paint, scoring inside. Yeah, but nigga, it was just some of them plays I watched where it was like, oh, this nigga just jumped up on a pump fake and said, fuck it, I'm going to just tackle this nigga. And, and I mean, when, when you look at the snippets, it's going to be looked at like Jay, Draymond Green was just kicking people in the nuts 20 years from now. And that's not what he was doing. Even though he did kick a couple people in the nuts. How many people kick in the nuts? I seen him to kick two niggas in the nuts. But LeBron and somebody else. I watched these both. niggas. But I'm saying, the the it, you know, and then also, this was something, and I'm a Kobe fan. Kobe took that from Reggie Miller, the kick out in the shot. Jordan sort of did it, but... Reggie really did it, and Kobe did it. Mm-hmm. The kick out, meaning like you shoot your jump out, you shoot your jump, your, your jump shot, and you kick him in the shin. Kick in the shin. I thought that was to get fouled. You kick him in the shin for what reason? Because you trying to hurt them so that they back the fuck up whenever you want to get your shot off. Like the kick out is to get your spacing. Oh, so to get the shot off. So it's just an added yeah. advantage. Oh, well, see, nigga, I mean, I think I might have heard of that, but you know what I mean. When them niggas out there playing crazy then, dog. I mean, how do you even call a kick out then, nigga? Like, how do you as a but ref? see, that's why I'm saying like you you gotta it, it's a it's a mental it's a mental game. 
You know what I'm saying? It's a mental game. It's a lot like chess. And I think that some styles is looked at like it, it's no strategy in it. But there, it, there was a lot of strategy into the way that the Pistons played basketball. The difference in the game today is not basketball. Basketball means everyone gets fouled called the same except superstars. And, I mean, <clears throat> they had to do it, man. The brand that they was trying to sell, they was like, nigga, this American. Them niggas overseas was more finesse. And they was trying to make the game appeal to a wider audience, which, as you can see, worked. Because not a game looked more European than it did way back in the day. Like, it look sure at the do. way niggas hoop. It sure do. Like, niggas look like they played in Yugoslavia. Like, nigga, the game is different now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which which I love basketball, my favorite sport. So I'm still going to watch it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And uh, and a more defensive, aggressive game, it just looks different and, and it feels different. And you pick different types of players because even teams had enforcers back then. Charles Oakley was an enforcer. Mm-hmm. You know, Pistons just happened to have a lot of them. Rick Mahorn, Buddha Edwards, uh, Bill Lambeer. Uh, in some ways, Dennis Rodman, but we had that that core of those enforcers. Those three was like, Damn. you know, they come in the game. It's like, oh shit, somebody you know? get beat up. But so many other teams had it too. Like he said, Milwaukee, Blue Edwards, uh, you know, M- Moses Malone. Uh, you you look at Kurt Rambis as much as I hate Kurt Rambis, but Kurt Rambis was an enforcer. Damn. Robert Parrish, uh, you know, uh, Brad Daugherty, um Hot Rod Williams. Um, but then you see the Bulls got rid of that nigga Charles Oakley because they was like, we can't just have but a nigga then they here still brought in, They still brought in back Bill Cartwright, and then they took they, – they brought Bill Cartwright in, and they they all added muscle. Horace Grant became more of an enforcer. I mean, ask the Knicks – ask John Starks how aggressive the Bulls was. Mm. You know what I mean? So – and, I, and and Knicks was playing aggressive as hell too, you know. Pat Riley straight up said we can't play pretty basketball. This ain't this ain't Showtime. I think Elijah said uh, it is accommodating smaller players make more Jordan, and slower players allow more white dudes to compete. Yeah, like a Luka Doncic, and I like Luka. I Luka think Luka. Luka be I think Luka is you know in the running. He's not gonna win it, but but he's an MVP candidate type player. For the but, next five, ten years. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna be one of them guys up there, man. He a hooper. In this in this era. But different eras have different styles. I believe Steph Steph Curry has stretched the game out. And and when you even look at the threes that people are attempting and the way that the court is open right now, mm-hmm. you know, the big man, which would have been an enforcer, is is damn near irrelevant altogether. You know? Because yeah, you can't do nothing when y'all in the pick and roll. You're gonna have four, you know, it's gonna get to a point where you're gonna have like Possibly one Giannis, and really that's what the Bucks is. It's Giannis and a bunch of three point shooters. Yes, yeah, that's really all you need at this point, dog. Like, I mean, a bunch of it's positionless basketball. It's like a yeah. nigga that's six a, and then I mean, you still and then a bunch of people that can hoop. take a yeah. shot, spot up, get out, knock the it way. down. That's how the game going right and now. You ain't I'm even thinking it. about defense, really. You just jacking that bitch up. He score more points than you, and then if it's, we gotta, if we are one twenty seven, one twenty seven, somebody yeah. eventually will make a stop. Yeah, it's pop a shot. You know what I'm saying? And until you get to those teams, like what Doc Rivers is doing out there with the Clippers, because you know uh, uh, Harold, he playing defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kawhi Leonard's playing defense. Yeah, Kawhi and uh, Paul George is playing defense. Two way players for sure. You know, so uh, it, it's certain teams that's keeping them ethics. But this is where really knowing them X's and O's matter. Uh, knowing how to how to how to set up strategies mm-hmm. and defend against things, and then collapse, and then get those other points along the way. 
you know, the game is – I'm very – I'm caught I, – I love basketball, and I'm very interested in how the game will continue to evolve as time goes. Oh, man, it's going to evolve for sure, dog. We're going to look up – and like you say, Giannis is probably one of the best players in the world. Like, now, this is the first time I think that probably the best basketball player – might not be from this country that's hooping right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you got a nigga yeah. from Greece yeah. that is like, okay, what are we going to do with this nigga? He go to the rack, he dunking. He taking four steps on a fast break, and nobody can do nothing with him. I, I agree. But I also think that something needs to be done. This is my rule change that I wish. I wish that each quarter could have us, each team had like a limit of threes to shoot, and then threes become twos, meaning like, after you attempt, yo, if, if you miss, you, you know what I'm saying. So like, so if you make five threes in a quarter, well, not make, meaning like if you miss, if you miss ten threes in a quarter, that means from there on, whether you, any three you make is a two. So you can be a little bit more strategic about shooting threes. Oh, that's weird. Who gonna take that? Like who on the court trying to keep that in mind? Like, all right, this ain't even a two no more. This I'll ain't tell even you, three you no doing more. that. The goddamn coach. Cause they know how many fouls. They know what's going on. Up, because if you're just jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, jacking yeah, it. Yeah, James Harden do that. That's in a half for him. Ten, ten, pulling up ten I threes. I said in a quarter. So that means that you're going to be a little bit more strategic, especially like in the playoffs. I would see like games being like, damn, they done missed eight threes so far and it's six minutes left. So is they just going to keep shooting threes or is they going to go to the paint? Somebody said they should just take the three-point line and take away that corner three and just make it all that long too. shit. I heard like, that too. I ain't too. mad at that because now you're not – Telling people like, all right, now you done shot 11 threes or whatever the fuck it is. Now it's like, all right, nigga, only the niggas who can hit these bitches really shooting them. Now, this is the thing about the corner three because that damn Kawhi Leonard shot against Philly may have been like one. Some of them corner threes is like some of the greatest shots you've ever seen because I know that Kawhi Leonard shot may have been that was the craziest one shit of ever. the uh, greatest basketball plays I ever saw and in my life. especially for him to win a championship that year. Like, if he just hit it and then that year they didn't win. But it was like, nigga, that – you know how much shit had to happen for that shot to like it's almost like you shot I that to make it, but I nigga. couldn't even believe that that shot. It was like it was incredible, nigga. Yeah. Now on the same end, I mean, I'm still mad at Rasheed Wallace as much as I love Rasheed Wallace for not getting Robert Horry in that corner three again with the, the Spurs. Spurs in Game Seven. That shit still emotionally fucks with me. Damn, nigga. Yeah, that shit's fucked. I mean, up. you know, I'm investing in shit like that, but it's more stealing shit involved. But my thing is with that shot, Damn. the Kawhi shot, bro. He can do that shot a hundred times, bro, and he can never recreate that shot. Like that's how I just like him going to the corner with a nigga. I believe him MB was in his face. I mean, it was a Dude, bunch of niggas in his face. It was he he cut through a couple man, that shit was crazy, bro. Bounced that shit around, was crazy. bounced up high. And then like I just seen a picture of it where he was sitting there looking at it. And it was like it felt like minutes, but it was really literally seconds. And that bitch bounced. It was like, oh, that had to be the worst way to lose. Man. Because it could have went any way. It was like, nigga, yeah. that was guy like, all right, let me see. Let's give it to this nigga with the braids. Yeah. And I'm definitely not necessarily a fan of that Sixers team. But with this quarantine, they whole team going to get broke up now, I think. Because now with Kevin Durant being in that same division. East is over with. Boston, and the way Boston looking in that division. The Sixers taking a big step back. Nigga, the East is sold up at this point. Like, so they probably is gonna break up that team and just start trading. Even though they well. was the team of the future. That's the crazy thing. Like, nigga, everybody was on their dick. Like, oh, okay, and B, uh, the little Ben Simmons, yeah, the little, yeah. The little Australian nigga Ben Simmons who run around with this Kardashian, and then you bring in Tobias, Tobias Harris. I'm yeah. so sick of them bringing that nigga in. Like, he the key to every championship. It's like Tobias, Tobias solid, but he ain't you know solid niggas don't do shit. 
They get <laughs> traded around. Him, who else got traded around like that? Jimmy Jacks. It's so many niggas. Jimmy got, Butler. Jimmy, I, I like. Just, I love Jay Butler. I'm talking but about yeah. Jimmy Jacks who played oh, for the Jim Dallas. Jackson. Oh, yeah. you mean from uh, Ohio State? Yeah, Old for the Mavericks. Jim nigga, like he yeah, was a yeah. nigga who got passed around. He was yeah, with Houston, he was. Phoenix, and, Atlanta. Nigga, yep. they, did you know that uh fucking uh oh my lie about to go on a minute. Did you know Tony Braxton broke up the fucking Mavericks team that yeah, they had? Yeah, because of Jason Kidd, Jamal Mashburn, and Jimmy Jackson. Hey y'all, Tony Braxton was fucking the Triple J's. Three niggas for the for the for the Dallas Mavericks. Now she fucking with Birdman. She ain't had a history. We need to do I'm gonna do a documentary on that. On Tony Braxton pussy. I don't think uh Tony Braxton fine as hell but I don't think that that documentary is going to be a pro- that's going to definitely be what do they call it unlicensed the, oh for sure but the, I'm un- the unlicensed story of straight to YouTube my nigga I'm doing what up Steph nigga she broke up nigga JK and them niggas was the young guns them niggas was them guys and I remember she I came remember. through and fucked the game up them niggas like wait a minute bitch. you gonna show what this nigga mass burn he ugly as hell so you just fucking with whoever just scored the most points this week and she was just Hilarious. bobbing around and now she fucking with the bird man I think sometimes though, I think, man, dudes be lying on their dick though. I mean, of course, niggas gonna do that. Women be lying on their pussy too. You know how I many girls say they don't fuck me and they ain't never fuck me? Okay, now this is definitely a topic that we can explore. <laughs> <laughs> you know how these hoes lied on me? When I fuck them, I ain't fuck okay, them. Give a story. Give me a story of uh I'm about to give them a story right now. I'm about to get on my lab. Y'all come right back. Tell everybody right now. Tell Chop about talking about these hoes who be lying on their pussy. I do not believe that. They be lying on their pussy, man. Cause man, I'm a young fly nigga out here, man. And why would you not want to say that uh Josh been down up in you? Let me see what's going on here though. Please do me a favor and tag my friend. People here and they Yeah, man, but uh I mean, ain't no woman ever said she fucked you and they ain't fucked. It's happened one time. See, that's what I'm saying. Girls lie about shit like that. Cause, you know, it's they get credit for that shit. No, oh, my mama can't do that right now. Uh, 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 uh. See, this is what we call right here, y'all, people that's listening at home to the uh to the recorded part of the past. This ain't happen for real, but I'm gonna make up some shit. Cause on live, this is what we do here, man. This entertainment business, bro. You're live on Instagram. We notified. What? We're, 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 All right, we're, we're, so one second. Women is not lying on... If anything, I think women is doing the opposite. Dudes lie on their dick saying they did fuck. If a woman lying on her pussy, I think she's saying she did not fuck. Uh, I mean, I guess that is some R&B singing shit for a woman to be like, oh, yeah, I fuck Usher. I mean, that's some shit to say. Like, you know what I'm saying? I guess you don't get too many points saying you fuck Josh. But... Hilarious. I've had some bitches. I had some. I, and really, women don't even say that. Women would just say, he's my friend or I know him. Oh, I feel like some. Oh, no, no, no. Some girl tried to say I tried to talk to her. Okay, that's what they may say. She said I tried to talk to her and it was like, okay, and that, okay now if you want to say they lie on you like that, yes. If that's a woman's AKA, if if he tried to talk to me, but that's different than a dude saying, lying on your dick is I fucked her and he did not, which I think a lot of dudes do. And I, think, I mean, I'm, I'm lying on lying on pussy. When I think about it, it's like her saying we fucked, but we didn't. But I do think a lot of women may say he tried to talk to me, and you didn't. But a lot of women will lie on their pussy, and it's but they wouldn't say it like like explicitly. They, they, women they, they, rarely they come out pussy and say I fucked him. They lie on their pussy on some shit and be like, oh well, you know what I'm saying. Tell somebody that they didn't fuck you knowing y'all did fuck. It's like Okay, that's the opposite. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Because that's lying on your pussy. It's like, bitch, I done been in there, whether you enjoyed it or not. 
I hit that pussy and you can never take that away from me. And you, I don't care what you want to tell somebody like, or the dick might have been good, but now you want to be like, oh, I don't want nobody to know that nigga fuck me. No, I hit that pussy. And that's what it is. And okay. me, you, and God know. So you shouldn't have gave me that pussy if you didn't want the streets to know. Okay, now now you probably do get this. He tried to talk to me a whole lot. Yeah. But in her, in, from her perspective, because tried to talk to, she may be thinking that in reality. Like, I don't like, is it a lie if the woman really thinks that you was trying to talk to her? No, it's not a lie. She just got her she's she damn near delusional. It's almost like, well, I mean, whatever you might think talk to you is, but in reality, it's like, no, women are straight up be like, nah, that nigga tried to holler at me just cause you might holler at a lot of bitches. So in her head, she wouldn't be like, Gary, he tried to holler at me too. It was like, no, nah, bitch, I wasn't even thinking about you for real. Okay, now that I could agree with. So tell a story about a woman that said that. Uh, damn, I won't be like that. But I mean, somebody said this to somebody, and uh, one of my exes hit me up about it. Like, yeah, such and such said you tried to talk to her, or whatever. And it was like, yeah, bitch, I did. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, why would she tell you that? Like, <laughs> so it was true then. It wasn't but, a lie. But it wasn't like I couldn't tour. It was almost like, bitch, I considered fucking with you, and I hit you up on some DM, Instagram type shit, and the next thing I know. People talking about you trying to talk to me. It embarrassed what was, me because it made was me, the DM. The DM was just like, you know, somebody put something up and you're on social media, so nigga, you being social. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's crazy. Woo woo woo. You know what I'm saying? She say something, <laughs> I say still something. Yeah, like I mean, still sized up in the just, just talking like, what up, coach? Shout out, to, uh, shout out to uh, Sugar Bear. So uh, I'm hitting her up like, whatever. You know, keeping contact. Like she say something on Instagram, or I say something, little picture. Woo woo. Then it's like, yeah, that nigga try to talk to me. It's like, come on, dog. Like don't don't blow my spot up like I'm some thirst ball ass nigga. I am, <laughs> but bitch, I want on you like that. Like you know what I'm saying? You act like a nigga was on you on you. There's some bitches out here that can say that though but bitch you wasn't one of I was just making general conversations with you cause I feel like bitch I could uh, I could emoji my way in that pussy eventually like she was one of them motherfuckers like if I say the right shit enough then next thing you know bitch it's on and popping alright so so y'all stop lying on y'all pussy it's women okay that sounds like you was trying to get on though stop telling nigga oh you with your little ass dick this dick wasn't little that when we was fucking like, we was in love that sounds like you was trying to talk to her though I wasn't nigga, but I wasn't on her hard. She made it sound like nigga was just trying to be married and all that. Niggas was in the street. Okay, but when has a woman ever made reference to a man approaching them and it don't seem like he trying to marry him? Uh, you say it one more time. When women talk about he tried to talk to me, don't they always make it seem like like I've never heard a woman tell a story like yeah he did just see what see if we if we was compatible. Women don't say stuff like. He, you know, he made a pat. Women always, to me, I think, present it like if you try to holler at them, you really pushing up hard. That's what I'm saying. Trying to talk to you is like I'm trying to build something with you. If I'm trying to fuck, that's not something you should be telling nobody. Like, okay, trying to okay, to- yeah, I guess you said the right word. Okay, and like, that's what I, I think. Like women think if you trying to fuck, they trying to fuck and trying to build is the same thing. Not but at in all. reality, in reality, a lot of dudes. Start off trying to fuck and then end up fucking long enough where they end up building. Very true. You that's why I always say men can fall, men really fall in love as opposed to women who are here looking for love. But in reality, dog, it's like don't be talking about. Oh, he tried to talk me. No, I tried to fuck you. Like that's all it was. But that man led to love last time she was with a dude. But they act like oh this nigga was trying to be with me and take care of me and hold me down. It's like no, I was just trying to come through and see what was good. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know. I try to come through and see, hey, would, it, would, you, would, you, would you be comfortable if I put my hand on your thigh? Like, that kind of, kind of <laughs> like, I'm on my dog tip. I'm on, I'm on some straight creep, creep shit. shit. I'm over here on whatever's Would clever. you be comfortable if I put my hand would on your thigh? Would you be thigh? uncomfortable if I licked you on the side of your neck? 
You know what I'm saying? But that's what I be saying. Like, I mean, but I would never lie on my dick because I just feel too corny lying about some shit like that because I don't want no credit for something I don't deserve credit for. I don't want nobody walking around. It's not a girl who can walk around here and be like, oh, yeah, Josh said he is. Who? Nigga lying. I would never do that. I would, this is the closest I would do that to fucking around with my friends, but then I would quickly clear it up before the streets got a hold to it. Like, man, yeah, I fucked that bitch. Now, that's something else, too. That's I just think playing. sometimes you know I mean? society is self lying on your dick. Meaning, like, if you walk in with a woman, people think y'all fucking. That's true. I can, I can see so that. So that's like society lying on your dick for you. I can see that. Like if you see like if you see Chris Brown with somebody, you automatically think, oh, that's this bitch he fucking. That could easily be his publicist. Yeah. Or it could be his cousin. Oh yeah, it could be anybody. Like, uh, I hear stories about D Ray used to be around the city with a bunch of bad bitches and everybody thought he was fucking them, but them was just fine bitches he was cool with that in his head made other bitches like him. So now nah, he was a nigga with all the bitches. So sometimes you can play with that perception and make it work out in your benefit. I think that that is a, a key rule that often gets executed. Women like attractive women definitely like other attractive women. Yeah. Like you wouldn't like you bitches, bitches, excuse me. I'm sorry. Women fuck with Jay-Z because he got Beyonce. If he, I don't think he would have went to the, I mean, he's a successful black if man. He, if he was a billionaire, I think he would find some attractive women. I mean, but before he was a billionaire, he wasn't a billionaire when he met Beyonce. No. All that shit came when he started fucking Beyonce, and it was like, oh, all these women, he became an attainable thing. It's like, oh, if Beyonce, if he fuck with Beyonce, then I'm bad enough to be a bitch that's Beyonce. That's what I think. Yeah, so the, you, the women that, the women that uh, measure themselves to a meal are definitely different than the women that measure themselves up to Beyonce. That's a fact. So it's like, why would you not fuck with that nigga? Like, oh, yeah, cause I seen this one girl on Instagram. Fine, fine little bitch. Shout out to her. And uh, she was like, I went out on a date with this nigga, and I, it was our first date, and I leave, and I go to the bathroom, and I come back. Uh, <clears throat> the waitress wrote her number on the back of the receipt, and I guess he she cussed him out and cussed her out. And she was like, nigga, you know, just respect me. Like, I know I ain't your bitch, but, you know, this is the first date. At least respect my space. I could have did the same shit, but I couldn't. And she a bad little bitch. But what you got to understand is this waitress saw you and was like, oh, he fucking with bitches like you? I'm trying to see what's up with cuz. And you just got to talk it up for being bad. Now, if you if you a terrible-looking motherfucker, then that would have never happened. If you was a regular-looking Ugmo in the face, you'd have never had to deal with that. That's on you for being fine. Yeah. That just comes with the game, man. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think... Uh, what up, Jay? Women that society deems as attractive, you know, they deal with a whole nother level of... Reality, and that show how shallow you women are. Because I ain't never looked at a girl like, damn, look at that nigga she fucking with. I should fuck with her too. <laughs> how shallow. <laughs> but I can say this though. But as dudes, we are in, or, or I know I'm in some Eskimo brotherhoods because of status, though. Mm. So like, I, I can, you know, I know a few, and it's weird. Like I, you know, I always tell that one story where it's like, damn. This shit is weird. Mm-hmm. My uh, when I was kicking in with old girl that would dance, and she was leaving my crib. It was a, uh, <laughs> it was a. Car used to fuck with dancers, man. He a philanthropist and he's uh, a <coughs> heavy in, in in the charitable side of the game. But he likes he like oh, uh, she was she we we rocked together. You know what I'm saying? Wrong with that. I don't know what's up with Nisha now, but you know if if you on this live or whatever, I'll at me same spot, same number. Damn. But uh, the. Uh, at the time, it threw me off so much. 
Cause we was kicking it And then she was like I was like yeah You can come through tomorrow She was like shit I got the party bus With OJ the Juice Man And Gucci Day in town And I was like Damn I was like, ah, and I'm a, I'm a liberal dude. I, I be thinking like, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But you know, when you hear shit like that and you just kicking it and you know what I'm saying? I just made breakfast for her and shit. And it's like, she about to get ah. on the motherfucking party bus with Gucci and juice. Yeah. And and I'm thinking that was ah. fat Gucci. He was doing all so dirty back then. Ah. You don't want fat Gucci just standing over your bitch, dripping sweat down on her while you hitting her. I don't know what it's, you know. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they just party. You know what I'm saying? Man, I, don't know. I just come to the conclusion, man. Your girl out here getting smutted, either before you, while she with you, and you just gotta understand that, man. As long as it don't come to the forefront, my nigga. The forefront. <laughs> That's all niggas is really scared of is the forefront. Like nigga, at the end of the day, if she gonna, if you done made a breakfast and she felt she was worthy enough to put a little breakfast something in her stomach, something to eat. You want to send her out here where, you know, she get her three square meals a day and then she jump on the bus with Gucci Man and Juice Man. It ain't much you can do about it, my nigga. You just got to let it ride. What up, KJ? You just got to let it ride. Yeah, nigga, like, because <laughs> it's just, it's certain shit you just got to understand, nigga. I mean, that one, <sighs> that one hit. But, like, I mean, you know, if you dealing with attractive women, you know, they've, you know, they've partied at pro athletes' houses. You know, they've, they've, they've been backstage at uh you know at on at, at some you know concert tour of a comedian or a rapper or a singer like attractive women get access to stuff when you're dealing with them where you be like what you get access to shit you ain't got no like nigga that, that you had to be either plugged or mm-hmm. talented enough to even be in there and all she did was be fine and yeah. buy some shit off fashion nova and now she in there because she thick as hell and you and you think to yourself like you know what I'm saying? You, you just thinking to yourself like, damn, I got, I don't know where to take this. Nigga, I'm at a show that I had to be, I had to, I had to go through comedy, nigga, the boot camp, 15 years of comedy in the city of Detroit just to get in here. And I don't even got a seat. I can't get in the green room, but bitch, you can sit down, your drinks and everything prayed for. And you in here with this rich nigga because you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I remember one time, uh. On that same tip in the comedian in the comedian world, I'm leaving the Barristers Ball one year, and it just also happened to be one of the years of uh, where Aretha Franklin was doing her birthday party down at the down at the Winter Garden Theater mm-hmm. uh, in the Renaissance Center. So I'm leaving the Barristers Ball. The Barristers Ball is this big event for all Black attorneys in and around the city of Detroit Wolverine Bar Association. I don't know who's familiar with the Black legal community, but uh, it's like a it's like prom for Black attorneys or something in okay. and around Detroit. So I'm leaving the Barristers Ball. Walk in Mike Epps with like with like a whole entourage. Hmm. I'm at the Barrister's Ball with just my homegirl that's like, I want to bring a date because she broke up with a dude. And I was like, all right, I'll come. I don't care. Yeah. And uh, another chick I know walk in in the, in the entourage of Mike Epps to go to the Aretha Franklin party. And she's like, I'm just hanging with Mike Epps today. And I'm like, how? it's like, you know, you want to say, how do you even know Mike Epps? But then it's like you look at her and it's like, you know what? If I'm Mike Epps, I guess she hanging with me too, shit. Man, that's so crazy, dog, that these girls, bro, they just like a walking VIP pass. They just like got uh being having some a fat are, ass, like having a, a lanyard. Like some I mean, are. some are and then if you're willing to go the extra mile, that 
evens the, the playing field because a lot of these fine bitches ain't going. But then the regular, <laughs> then the regular bitch that you see, like what this like, little six or light, seven light skinned Keisha's cousin. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like you know, light skinned Keisha coming and he's like she in here because she fine and thick. Her cousin in here got fat ass. She straight, but this bitch got the heart. She the <laughs> got one. The heart. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like one nigga Q said, why you acting cool and your cousin acting nervous? You know what I'm saying? The fine bitch the one nervous. Like bitch, I don't want to be here. But the other cousin, like nigga, I suck every dick in here. I don't give a fuck. And that's how they get on. <laughs> that's what I'm saying man like them hoes they, they, they in there man like and 50 Cent said that man he was like nigga I had to acquire this much uh, money and fame and influence to get where I got to and all you had to do was turn 19 and get on Instagram and now you have millions of followers and now you being flown out to places that nigga you not even qualified to be at I mean but it's it's a it's they're not his words. It's a power. Mind. It's a power, though. I mean, beauty and attraction. Uh, it's actually a philosophy. What do they call it? Aesthetics. Mm-hmm. You know, the philosophy of beauty, the aesthetics. You know, I heard that word before. Aesthetics. So, it's got a um, so with that philosophy, you you know, some women are given, you know, and men too, but you know, some people are given more access to different things. Yeah, I just don't think that. Uh... But especially women, just due to the world being so male dominated. It's male dominated, but it's way more women than us. Is it dominated because we're so scarce? So it's like, but that's my thing. Like women worldwide, for the most part, out, out, outdo us, right? Yeah, it's we more do. Women. We that's do. That's what I'm saying. So like, why is it so male dominated? Like, why does the minority always run the majority? Like, that's with color. That's with race. Color, right? That's with uh, that's with color. That's with uh, you know gender. what I'm saying, gender and all that. So it's, it's like it just don't make sense to me, man. This whole world is upside down. It's crazy. Maybe because we just stronger than y'all. And at the Hilarious. end of the day, I guess that's just what it is. It's like nigga, at the end of the day, what y'all gonna do? If we say we ain't fucking with y'all no more. What y'all gonna do? But dudes will never completely check. I mean, because even at our best, it's like we still gonna you know. You know, it'd it be like it'd be like that story with Alex. It'd be dudes that you be thinking like, all right, my man's, I know he ain't going to try nothing, you know. And then you'd be like, you know, you you lead a room for two days and he done went wild boy behavior. Damn, that nigga tried to eat Alex pussy. That's so crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the, 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 that shit be real, bro. Bro, that shit crazy. All right, man. That was a good talk, man. I got to get back to the crib for they bring the tanks and the helicopters out because, hey, man, we under siege here. I don't know what's going on wherever else y'all at, but they have completely locked the city down. Uh, you have to drive home with your lights out so that way they don't see you over top with the helicopters flying over <laughs> and the heat sensor. So you got to turn your air conditioning on so that All way right. they can feel your presence. I do got this question from listening to your shows. What? And you talking about OnlyFans and having the Ryan Taylor discussions and everything. All right, if you is not trying to follow Thirst Straps on Instagram, what else can you follow on Instagram? Please share. What are what are other than thirst traps? What are Josh's favorite uh, things to follow on Instagram? Oh, okay. I thought you meant other. okay. Yeah, other than that, um, if you look on my my explore page, of course, outside of the thirst trap, you're gonna see football, mm-hmm. anything associated with football, and mm-hmm. then you'll see anything associated with uh, like I got into like a lot of arts, like a lot of like artists, like like that draw illustrations and shit like that, like okay. like any of that stuff. So it's like it's sports, so basketball, some. Football, a lot of football, some basketball, and then a lot of illustrations like of c- comics, like you know what I'm saying, comic book characters or real characters or real people that they just drew in cartoon form. But uh, yeah, that's really it on my page. But 
I done got caught back in them traps too now, nigga. So I'm a little bit fucked up again. So them, them thick bitches is coming so back. So my my uh, the rule I said if she has more than ten thousand followers, don't follow her. You have uh, you've thrown that to the wind. I moved up to fifty thousand because I got eleven thousand. So it's like okay, you know, right. I got you. Kinda, so now you in the mix. Yeah. So, so it's like if you got fifty thousand, I feel like she's still an undiscovered gem. You know what I'm saying? It's like that. <laughs> It's like it's like catching LeBron hooping in middle school. Like, oh, this nigga gonna be a star one day. So it's like, let me get in good while the getting's got. You know what I'm saying? So then she can be like, yeah, that nigga tried to fuck me. It's like, yeah, I did, bitch. Back when you was humble. Now, now tips. And this is the last couple questions I got for you in the world of IG. Tips for the guy trying to slide in the, in the DMs of the chick that got like a hundred thousand followers. What should he do? All right, for one. Uh, tips you should do you slide in the dm check mutual friends make sure she don't follow your girl that's the first thing you want to do and, okay because uh, that can get real messy or anybody associated to your girl so that's like six degrees of separation depending on how live your girl is um uh when you slide in there uh turn her notifications on so that way you one of the first niggas to hit her when she puts something up so that way she see your shit first mm. um and then make sure you go through there go back and go and find some deep introspective shit she put up so she can feel like you give a fuck about what she think and mm. you know what I'm saying it's always good for her to believe like oh this nigga really into oh okay he liked this little post that I put up by my Angelou like I don't but I just want you to think <laughs> that I'm different than the rest of these niggas and um mm, let me see what else let me see what else you can do in there uh what else can you do to get in the DM she's at okay said a hundred thousand um how, how often should you keep sliding all the time. Don't so, ever stop. So, don't, so basically be James Harden. You ain't trying to be like you old school to. three-point shooter. You got to because you got to think. If she not following you, nigga, you know where you exist at in her request box. So that don't pop up. So if you know how your Instagram work, you either on – if somebody follow you, so you got two boxes. It's a box with some niggas that follow you, and you go there and they go, bam, they pop right up in your DM. Or it's the niggas who – you know what I'm saying? They got a general box Strangers. and then they got a, yeah, another box and then the request box is for weirdos and creeps like you. So <laughs> you kind of got to hit it and keep be consistent just bang 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 cuz nigga, she not going to see you from the sea of niggas. If it's 100,000 niggas following her, it's a thousand niggas like you out there thirsty as you. Mm -hmm. And going to hit her shit like that. So you got to just if you want it's about how bad you want it cuz nigga in reality you one DM away from fucking her. Okay, it's so that simple. then and you then, get then, in, you and then, break through. Real you, fast, I wanted to say something I was going to forget. Uh, and um, don't like none of her pictures because yeah. you look like a weirdo because whoever follow you see whoever liked the picture of the person that they just going. So she ain't even got to follow her. So let's just say somebody you know follow somebody. Like somebody you might want to fuck with in real life, a bitch around the way. And she scroll and she like, oh, who is this little thick white girl? And she see that you like 100 pictures because now she ain't, you know, you're going to see famous people you follow and people that you fuck with. She going to see you up under there 100 times. So, nigga, don't like nothing, just save it. And if you want to comment on it, take the video, take the picture of it and send the message back to the person you're looking at and be like, damn, you thick as hell, as opposed to being that nigga up under the wow. comments. Wow, wow. You dropping, you dropping Instagram. Uh, this is like the Instagram Bible right here. Real thirst niggas. You know what I'm saying? For my thirsty <laughs> niggas out there, I'm trying to tell you how to maneuver. Well, what was your question? <laughs> All right, so if you break through and you go from the land of the creeps to the real DMs, then what do you do? Do you change your behavior? Is you still shooting the shots all the time? Well, hopefully by Where's this time she following you. So if she if she brought you out the DM and y'all had no conversation and she followed, and never asked her to follow you. Always act like you ain't never tripping. 
You always got to look like, man, I ain't really tripping on this bitch you follow me. You tripping, though. Do you, you, more than anything, you want to look back and see that little plus and then that little person right there and you hit it and she done followed you back. But by this time, hopefully she following you. So then you just put up some content and you got to make sure that that content is enough to get her intrigued. Like, okay, who is this nigga? What's going on with him? And by that time, once the conversation goes from you always initiating to her coming and sending messages and shit like that, you in there. Now you about... You about 20 yards from the pussy. You ain't in the go. You're not in the red zone yet, but you on her side of the 50. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, as a nigga, you automatically end up touchback when it comes to these hoes. You start off on your 20. Okay. Now, if she following you and she following you and she calling me back, nigga, now you on her side of the 50-yard line. Okay. And... It's your job to All get right, to the red so zone. Now, so now, uh, what's what's the next steps as we as we going through this crazy ass uh, ending of the show? I'm probably gonna name the show this. That's all good. We name it whatever because you know I don't be naming this shit. Yeah, and I need you to start doing that. But continue. So, what is you doing in the next steps? Now you just trying to keep her intrigued. And, you know, you not no weirdo nigga. You want her to fuck with fuck with you and what you got running. So. You just be yourself at this point because you want her over and you get her to that place to where now, nigga, you know, I mean, I I don't know what it is you do, but then you got to find a way to get out to her in real life and be around. So maybe, you know, if she live in the city, you know, y'all at parties, y'all kick it. And now you got to meet in the real world because you can't get in the red zone mm-hmm. unless you meet her in the real world. I got you. No, nigga. is Like if a bitch give you pussy off the net, straight up and you in the red zone, something ain't right and you going to die. <laughs> from fucking with her Whether that's from her Giving you a sickness Or somebody gonna kill you And rob you That she fuck with Or she affiliated with It's a setup It's a setup It ain't no way You gonna kick the ball off And you gonna get that bitch Running for the No nigga that fly No nigga that fly Hilarious. Unless you just popping And you just got if you What if you FaceTiming her Like uh Every because right now we in quarantine. So what if you just Go to FaceTime with And that. then you And then you build A good FaceTime game Well see now That we live in this time We live in now You automatically get um You get to it's almost like you get the ball on the 50-yard line because now we all at the same go. Like you, uh, 2 chains, Quavo, you all you niggas can fuck this bitch. Of course, he can get to her a little faster than you, but y'all at the same place. Y'all both on the 50. It used to be them niggas was on the 50 and you was at the 20. Now we all at the 50 because this bitch is bored and she is out of her mind. So now you can use this Stockholm syndrome that she's dealing with to be her escape from the world that she's living in because ain't shit in the house. So when you FaceTime, if you FaceTime a couple times, how do you even... Broach the subject of like, yo, fuck this FaceTime. Let's go face to face. Well, I mean, you the conversation goes from, you know what I'm saying? You just kicking it. You kicking it on that level. Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all having that conversation on FaceTime. You know, she hitting you up depending on how intimate it is. If she laying down in the bed, that's her inviting you into a place that you know you want to end up at. So right there, she fucked up. So that should take your confidence. Interesting. Wait, to wait, another level. wait. That right there, you need to hit the bell on that two times. All right, two-time bill. That's a good sign. I never thought about it, but that is like a that's like a low-key psychological sign that she invited you already into her bed. That's her even sanctuary. Through, even through face, even through Facetime. That's her peace, my nigga. So you there, and she wants you there in real life. Now you just got to figure out you how. You there? That'll just let you know that you hmm. where you need to be at. So by by like I said, by by playing that role. Hold on, I'm gonna show you this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by that point, it's like it's all about the background in which she lets you in. That now, if y'all talking and y'all to the point where she uh, comfortable enough, she's sitting on the toilet peeing while you're on Facetime. You went too far. 
to the left friend. You friend Okay, now. so you friend zone you when friends. she go, if, if she wake up and she don't give a fuck about how her hair look and all that, yeah. and, and she start telling you about family and friends, and she say, hold on, I'm about to, I got to talk to my, my homeboy Reggie. Yeah, or she put the phone down and you staring at the ceiling and she just talking <laughs> in the showers like, nah, because the Low nigga key, she fuck we with. We going to come back and do a whole episode on FaceTime etiquette. We can do that. Period. The next one is because what it's going to be. I don't be. even, yeah, we going to do a whole episode. So I'm going to pull back right now because I'm going to take notes and I know y'all taking notes too. Cause I guess in this world of quarantine, if your Facebook, get, if your FaceTime game ain't tight, no, you out the loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to know. You got to know now. Like nigga, we going live. You got to see everybody is conscientious, conscientious of their background. So it's like if a bitch somewhere and she don't give a fuck about her background, look like she probably don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, we about to get into all of that. So we gonna definitely get we, into that. So Kari said it. We just set the tone. The next one is gonna be about ah, face and low key. Throw it up there that we gonna talk FaceTime. The the, the we gonna talk FaceTime commandments. Yeah, yeah, the FaceTime commandments so that you know what you getting into when you are dealing with somebody. I mean, and this for the fellas. Ladies don't really, you know, niggas don't give a fuck. We will pick that bitch up, whatever. But this for the fellas who trying to figure out what's going on with these ladies. So that's gonna be the next one. So, FaceTime commandments. FaceTime commandments, man. So thank y'all for listening, man. Stay safe. Stay in the crib. God bless. Good night, man. Y'all be cool. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.